The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Happy New Year's, everyone, and praise the Lord. I'm Hint Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XDTV, Channel 13, San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSC, Channel 13, in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3, and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for 100 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Edby Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you. Our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Before we begin our musical portion of today's program, I'd like to express my sincere gratitude for all of you who have chosen to start your new year with us. 
as we enter the new year, we may reminisce on the past, but we must look forward to the future and ready our hearts for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and anticipate His return, for this may be the year He comes. The church choir in the direction of Emilia Han will sing the thoughtful song, The Year When Jesus Comes. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words on the screen. Entering a new year gives us the opportunity to reevaluate our life 
and prioritize the most important things. As servants for the Lord, we put Jesus first in our lives before any other commitments we may have. Under my direction, the church band will play an inspiring rendition of Put Jesus First in Your Life.
As we continue in life, we must draw nearer and closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to protect ourselves against the sins and temptation of the world. Sherlyn Abing will sing the expressive song, Near to the Heart of God. Anything can and will change, our Lord Jesus remains our steady, unchanging foundation. He is our rock in the storm we call life, and we must hold on to Him as He gives us strength, hope, and salvation. For the final selection in today's program, the church choir will sing the exciting song, Rock of My Salvation. You are the strength of my heart. 
As we continue to serve Jesus, He gives us peace, joy, and happiness throughout our life. Our talented pickers and strummers in the church orchestra will play the uplifting song, Another Year is Dawning. To welcome this new year 2024, we are entering.
close the musical section of our program, a vocal trio consisting of Sally, Sharice, and Alicia Spotcalf will sing the worshipful song, Fill My Cup, Lord. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this number to two dedicated and hardworking servants of the Lord, Mr. and Mrs. Alfred and Donna Lou Carter. The Lord smiles down upon you both for all your prayers, faith, love, sacrifice, and all the work you do for the gospel work. May the Lord continue to bless you both most abundantly in this life as well as that to come. Have a blessed Sunday.
Happy New Year's Eve. And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Char Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Los Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR TV channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 6 to 7 a.m on Time One Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view a Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in the home state Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Lenny K. Waiasano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hedabal Espera in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Medinao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head pastor Billy Hunt Jr. who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy. Thank you, Melvin. It has been most gratifying to receive your voluntary monetary contributions and letters of encouragements affixed with names and addresses. For those of you who have not yet not met personally, I pray I will get to do so in the very near future. But for now, I hope that each of you in our viewing audience is comfortable, situated so that you will not be disturbed or interrupted for the next 20 minutes or so and settle back with Bible in hand so that you can enjoy the scriptures from today's message, Christ's coming. Jesus is returning to this earth to judge men and nations. Listen to Matthew, the 24th chapter, the 32nd to 34th verses. 
Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When its branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, ever at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. In these, the closing days of times, the signs around us upon the earth and in the air point to the next greatest, even that is going to occur on this earth. The second coming of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to catch away his waiting bride for supernal mansion. Never in the history of the world has there been a time as thought-provoking, exciting, and challenging as the time we are now living in. The Holy Spirit continues to grow and thrive. This could be one of the most interesting and prosperous period of our time. Today, as we look about us, we see pessimism on every side. The Bible is the only book in the world which predicts the future flawlessly. Thus, the Bible is more advanced than tomorrow's newspaper. The Bible accurately foretells the future, and the Word of God says that the apex of all things shall be the return of Christ to this earth. No man knows the time of his coming. Therefore, it is quite possible that Jesus could come soon. The generation of the budding of the fig tree, which Jesus spoke of in the verses and read in Matthew, comes to a close in the 80s. Israel became a state in 1948, and a generation of 40 years has ended. Have ended in 1988. Time's clock is striking the hour. Indeed, time has already run out. Never since the world began has time been so precious. Days, night, hours, and minutes go by like shadows on the grass. The sands in God's great hourglass runs low, warning all today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Tomorrow may be too late. While time lasts, our Lord holds back the clouds of disaster from engulfing the entire world. Why does he do this? It is because of praying Christians who plead daily through prayers for this lost, dying, sin-cursed, and devil-may-care world. Thus, each day that dawns is one more day in which to win precious souls for Jesus. Proverbs tells us, he that winneth souls is wise. Shouldn't we be busy going about the Father's business, winning souls and preparing them for the coming of Jesus Christ? Soon time will be no more. Today, many find no time for God. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy, 3rd chapter 45, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. We are living in the last days, which covers the period from Paul's day right until the immediate days before the Lord Jesus returns in the air for those who are his own. Water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light. If we don't find time or make time now for the Lord, will He find time for us when we need Him the most? 
We are living in a time of uncertainties, wars, distresses, and perplexities. Therefore, our foremost attention should be focused on the Lord and serving Him only. We read in Luke 21, 25 to 28, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, a sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. This is the trumpet call sounding all over the world today. There are those who are thrilled with the very thought of that event. There are others who do not want to hear about it. True born-again Christians are looking for that blessed hope and waiting for the Son of God to come from heaven. Yes, it will be even Jesus which delivered us from the wrath to come. Many are also inquiring, where is the promise of His coming? That His time is not our time, and His soon is not our soon, is the answer we find in 2 Peter 3, 8-9. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Our years are but instants in the flow of universal time. God is eternal, and a thousand years are short in His sight. God is long-suffering, and He's still giving men the chance to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior before He returns as the judge of the earth. The return of Jesus is going to be just as literal as His going away. Jesus foretells His coming for His own in John 14, 1-3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in Me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. The Boy Scouts have this motto, be prepared. God also believes in preparedness, and a voice from heaven is saying, prepare to meet thy God. In order to reach this especially prepared place Jesus was talking about, we must all prepare ourselves in this life that we may enter His Father's mansion. Just imagine a mansion over the hilltop where there be no more tears, no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for all these things shall have passed away. In spite of all the present problems existing in the world, there is one fact which is certain. The Lord Jesus will return. Every day Jesus brings, every day brings His glorious event nearer. Civil civilization seems to be crumbling. Men everywhere are puzzled, knowing not which way to turn, but amidst it all, the promise of the Lord remains, I will come again. There will be two appearances in that one coming. The promise of His second event will be distinguished from His eternal glory. First, He will come for His saints. Secondly, he comes to the earth to judge the nations. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself shall descend with a shout, 
with the voice of an archangel at the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And these are very comforting words for us today who live in such difficult times. When Jesus returns for his saints, he will not alight upon this earth. The meeting place will be in the air. And what a meeting that is going to be. Are you looking forward to that meeting? Then prepare yourself now. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, came to Jesus by night with his light and asked how he might get ready. Jesus answered in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ, as we read in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues, as found in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues, according to the Bible, is the only way to verify one has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot be received in any other way. Baptism is essential to salvation. As we are told in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Further confirmation is found in 1 Peter 3.21. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And why is the name of Jesus so vital, you ask? The answer is simply because Acts 4.12 declares, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. The following are some of the signs of his imminent coming. They include false messiahs, deceiving many and leading them astray. One of the creatures rising in the last days is named false prophet. He is a monster blob of corruption, covered with snakes and so forth. Writhing every which way, his mouth has many forked tongues, and as a result of his starvation, he devours many souls. Powerful cults have arisen in the past hundred years, and some of those which have survived are experiencing tremendous growth. The doctrines deceive the very elect. We read in Matthew 24, 23 to 24, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The tragedy of it all is that many are preaching only a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Satan can and often does disguise himself in this way. 
He's a deceiver and was from the very beginning. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. And for this God cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth and had pleasure in unrighteousness. These verses tell us that those who are living in the present age who have willfully rejected Jesus Christ up to the time of the rapture will not turn to the Lord Jesus during the period of the coming tribulation before the Lord Jesus comes to power. Many true born-again believers who fall away from the faith that was once delivered to the saints, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Not only will there be a great revival of interest in the supernatural, but in addition, there will be a tremendous outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. Satan's unholy spirit and the mockers and scoffers will be in action too. Apostasy and the powerlessness of the organized world church will be characterized by lukewarmness. And the gospel of the King God will be preached to the world, searching a testimony to all nations. There's a great famine coming upon the land, a famine in hearing the true word of God. Many are in danger of becoming false prophets and false teachers, ever learning but never knowing the truth. Listen to Amos 8, 11, 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. The days are upon us when men are not able to endure sound doctrine, because they will not conform to their ideas. They will lead the whole world into the battle of Armageddon, and the final destination is an extended swim in the lake of fire. Another creature is the phenomenal rise of lawlessness, for this is by far is the most dangerous of the world's forces today. We are living in a day when the Ten Commandments have been tossed outside and ignored. Adultery is a common practice, and divorce is the accepted thing. One out of four marriages ends in a broken commandment. The business world is plagued by two-facedness, Governments are laced with corruption and bribery. Listen to 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despised of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Today we find many Christians who were once strict disciplinarians in their own spiritual lives and conduct, now loose and compromising. In other words, many take the attitude, be a Christian, but not a narrow one. Stay in Egypt and comprise with the world. Beware. When men everywhere become slaves to their own bodies, obeying the lust thereof, whether they be bond or free, Poor or rich, watch out. As it was in the days of Lot at Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the days when the Son of Man is revealed. The best remedy to overcome all of this is found in Romans 13, 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the word of God, that he may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand for the name of Jesus. 
don't look behind, for there's nothing but destruction in the world. And these, the last days, is the end of the world at hand. Even Jesus, he sat upon the Mount of Olives, was asked by the disciples, who came to him privately, inquiring what the sign of his coming and the end of the world would be. Another sign is the rise in prosperity. Today, we have all kinds of gadgets and appliances to make life easier and for all of us. But then there is a question, is it really any easier? Out of the mouth of prosperity spewed forth credit cards, banknotes. We read in Daniel 12, 4, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and shall knowledge shall be increased. Yes, increase in travel, increased knowledge of sin will wax worse and worse. For nearly 6,000 years, mankind has, was content with horse and buggy, candles for light and wood for fire. However, in the past years, we have developed jet planes, moonshots, space travel, atomic power, TV, automobile, all kinds of electronic equipment, satellites, antibiotics, and speed with which we can span our solar system. Today, a man can have breakfast in San Francisco, lunch in France, dinner in Germany, and retire in London. However, there's one thing man hasn't invented, a machine that would eradicate sin. There is only one man who can eradicate sin, the man Christ Jesus. Preoccupation with the business of life, eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building, marrying, marrying, and giving in marriage, as in the days of Noah, will prevail. Jesus tells in Matthew 24, 42 and 44, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Prosperity, science, and travel are making a bid for the mind, soul, and every waking moment of man today. Because they offer so much, men are becoming lovers of the world, thereby becoming enemies of God. Take the case of the rich young ruler who couldn't give up his riches to follow Jesus. He inquired of the Lord, what good thing shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, keep the commandments. The young man said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? We now read in Matthew 19, 21 to 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. Then said Jesus to his disciples, verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, you in the viewing audience, you must ask yourself this question. Will prosperity, technology, travel, and so forth keep me out of the kingdom of God? I hope not. Paul sometimes instructed young Timothy. Let's read in 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 18. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, that is willing to share what you have with others. Let us love not only in word, but in deed, 
As James tells us in James 2, 15 to 17, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. To show faith to man, works of some kind are necessary. We are justified in the sight of God when he sees our faith, which he alone can see. We are justified in the sight of man when he sees our good works, fruits of faith. So are you looking for that blessed hope? I hope so. There's no doubt about it. Jesus will return to this earth. Many prophecies are recorded in the Old and New Testament. Witness to this fact. Even the angels gave their testimony to this fact. Reading Acts 1.11, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. This same Jesus shall come again in the same way that he went away. He went away in his glorified body. He will return in his glorified body. He went away as a person. He will return as a person. He was seen ascending. He will be seen descending. He was taken up in clouds. He will return in clouds. When he returns, angels and the believers of all ages will be with him. The important thing is to occupy till he comes. And that means witnessing, watching, and praying. Many say his coming will not be literal, but spiritual. This fallacy is refuted by the angels. It was in the same exact sense that Jesus promised, as you read in John 14, 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Again in John 16, 22, he reads, And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53, Behold, I show ye a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands.
To close today's program, the church band will play the energetic song, Victory in Jesus' Name.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.